that this is my absolute first live. Can you believe that? Really? I tell all my clients to always do that, and now I'm like, I gotta walk the talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to like finally talk to you and see you. I love your stories and everything you do, so I'm like fangirling a little bit. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is so much fun. So tell me more. Like, where are you located? You're on the East Coast, but was it New York? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How, how do you like it there? How long have you been there? I love it. I've lived in, well, I've lived in New York in general for like going on six years. Or no, is it six years? I'll have to go back and count. It's like five or six years. And then I've lived in Brooklyn for three years. I love it. I used to be like a huge Manhattan person. Was like, I'm never moving to Brooklyn, and here I am, just being like, I don't go into the city unless I have to. <laughs> I'm kind of the same. I live like, um, I think it's like 40 minutes away from LA, oh, and I nice. and I barely go there because a traffic <laughs> is horrible, right? And then, well, COVID, like most of it was closed, anyways. Now it's like open again. But then I really like Long Beach and there's a lot of like cute towns, like the beach towns and stuff around it. So I don't necessarily have to go to LA and I work from home. So I'm like, if I don't have to go anywhere, that's, that's fine for me too. So there you go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I like going to the West coast. Like I, I think love like the vibe. I especially like Malibu. It's just very chill. I have a friend that lives there. So it's like, she's like a beautiful apartment or oh, yeah. yeah, she has a beautiful apartment. I haven't been to Malibu in forever. I think I should go before I like move because I'm moving to the East Coast in three weeks. So yeah, oh, nice. where, where are you moving? I'm moving to Cincinnati. I thought I'll try something new. Oh. <laughs> I was like, let's let's see if I like this. Let's give myself a year. Maybe I'll come back. Maybe not. I don't know. So I was like, but you gotta try it in order to say if you like it or not. So I'll figure okay, it out. I think that's that's one of the perks of being able to like work from home and be an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you know, be a freelancer that you get the opportunity to. That's one of the reasons why I started doing it and continue to do it is the freedom to, like, I'm going to the Hamptons next week. Nice. Just bring my laptop with me, bring my camera. I can still shoot. And it's more interesting for, like, the content that I create. For sure. Like, you know, it's, like, you know, it's a new environment, you know, being able to play with different spaces. Like, I'm stoked. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's the, the great thing about it. Like, I was talking to my roommate, and like, so we both do similar things. And I was like, we should definitely, like, at some point, like, do, like, a month away in, like, London or, or France. You um, should. Or, like, you know, in South Asia or something like that. So You should, yeah. No, you should. It was crazy. I was telling my friend the same thing. I was like, feel like I want to spend a month in Italy in spring because why not? <laughs> yes, do it. I'll let you know when I'm over there. You can come visit me. So. Yay, I'll come visit for sure. Imagine that content. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll uh, yes, please do that. Well, do you want to kind of like talk me through how your day looks like? Because I'm very curious to hear like, what is it you do? Because I, I mean, I watch all your stories and I see you get, um, you do some cool stuff and like brands invite you. I just want to like hear like, how did you get there? And like things like that. Like, oh my gosh. Um, so, well, I mean, I started, I started out with in the whole like influencer game, like five years ago when I moved here. So it was five years ago. And yeah, I, one of the things I, you know, as Instagram was kind of growing and I 
saw myself on the platform and I was already like uh, a visual merchandiser so like mm. I knew how to get dressed every day and like people enjoyed like my style so you know this was a great opportunity to share on social media and I started seeing people like going to parties and things like that and I was like I would love to be able to do that like it's such a cool thing and I I had that intention and I People have asked me, like, oh, like, what did you do to get here? And it's hard to even really pinpoint, like, a moment where I was like, oh, I'm going to do these things strategically. I already had, like, you know, in addition to being a visual merchandiser, I was also, like, involved in their social media for the store that I worked at. So I just did a lot of reading about, you know, how to have an online presence, like, understanding what metrics are and what is expected and, utilizing hashtags and different growth, yeah. uh, growth strategies at the time. And yeah, I guess, <laughs> I, suffice to say, it worked. And, you know, <laughs> I remember getting invited to Fashion Week, and I wow. was just so excited. Oh, for sure. I, I, I'm finally doing it. Yeah. Like, I went with, to a show with Aveda. So, like, Aveda oh, nice. invited me to, like, like I'd get my hair cut and then, like, go to the show, go backstage. I was like, this That's is so, so cool. Can I do this all the time? And here we are, five years later. I love that. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. Nice. Well, I mean, what are some brands you would, like, love to work with? And, like, what is the strategy behind, like, eventually working with them? Because, right, I feel like I always say, so I have some brands where I work with. So I have, so, so basically I have a, I own a social media agency. So I have multiple clients and, like, I work with Lunafy. And I'm going to start actually working with them on influencer outreach too. But I have some other existing clients where I already handle a lot of that. And one thing they always, like, I mean, right, what we always hear is that, oh, you need to drop, like, brands like organically here and there and then eventually they'll pick it up and things like that but like is that really working did you do you think like that's like a good strategy for anybody that wants to like influencer and brand partnerships i think that you know when that when that when that facts you know started circulating through marketing that at the time like that was very much a great growth strategy and i think in some ways it's still really relevant especially when it comes to like i believe in actively pitch actively actively pitch, even though like I, I say that even though i'm like pretty bad at it but you know when you're actively pitching a brand having that organic content to fall back on is really like really speaks to your credibility and i think you know in the end like the reason why influencers even exist is because people trust the pe people trusted you know, these, you know, yeah. people, just everyday people suggesting certain things, very yeah. aesthetic, and it's still rooted in trust, even though it's, you know, it's changed over the years, I think it's still rooted in trust. For sure. So having, you know, something that's organic that you share that's not sponsored, and then later being sponsored by that brand really speaks to, like, oh, you're not just doing this to get paid, you're doing this because you really enjoy it, and now you're able to, like, show your creativity in collaboration with the brand, which is a huge honor. Yeah. So when you pitch, what do you include? Do you include like a media kit and like certain metrics and like why do you think you're a great fit or how does like a pitch like that look like? I don't. I When I pitch, I'm usually, you know, I kind of state who I am, what I'm doing, 
and how that relates to the brand. And, you know, if there's something, if they're in the middle of a campaign, you know, I'll ask if they're, I'll try and have something in there that kind of relates to that. If I'm just cold pitching, like an actual idea, I try and, you know, lay out that idea or even lay out like just like a wireframe of what the content would look like. Like, for example, when we're uh, moving to this apartment, we knew that we wanted to, so we took a road trip from Denver to New York and I was like, hey, like, let's pitch some hotels and like, yeah, hotel stays like sponsored. I was like, one, that'll save a lot of money, but <laughs> I think it'd be really cool to like have those spaces. So when I pitched, I was like, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're doing and how it relates to you. And this is what, what the expectation would mm -hmm. be like you know, we're happy, like, in exchange for, you know, a one or two night stay, you know, we'll be providing you this, that, and third. Yeah. And it worked. I mean, nice. we got a hotel in Kansas City, and they were super gracious. They responded really quickly. And usually, like, if, if you give enough information mm -hmm. in the pitch itself, like, people are going to, to because, like, you know, I... I'm the type of person I don't like the back and forth. I like to be as direct as possible. So in order to limit, like, yeah. back and forth, like to get like, to the point, yes no. like <laughs> if you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not fine. <laughs> I love that. So what did you do for the hotel? Like, uh, I mean, you stayed, and the deliverable was where, like, you probably uh, mentioned them in your stories, and you did like a specific post, something like that. Yeah, we just. Um, you know, went around the hotel and like mentioned them in their stories. And that was it. That's all they asked for. So I love <laughs> that. Like, okay, cool. I'm happy to do it. That's so cool. Hotel and like you know, but like with that example in mind, like it's I think the most the most information you can get or put towards a brand in your pitching, the better. Um, and I still believe in DMing. I don't believe in doing business over DM, but I do believe in like asking a brand like do they do partnerships and usually they'll respond back of, of like yes or no mm -hmm. and if yes like they'll usually provide like an email address or something i don't i know some people say like send your media kit i just know that you know depending on certain inboxes like links can get like people are, especially if you're pitching like like a larger brand or a luxury brand like their security is way higher so it's you know there may be some attachment that would be there and it just yeah. in my opinion would be a little bit unprofessional It'd be like oh there's an attachment there's no attachment or it's like blocked or you end up in a spam and then you're just wasting time and i also something i wanted to get your feedback on was that um i feel like some influencers do have like certain rates where it's like hey i have this amount of following a post is this and stories are this but right it could be that the brand you're pitching to has like tripled the budget so so what's your strategy here like i I feel like what I, I, I'm right, I'm like on the other side of this. So like, I'm basically negotiating those deals. I mean, like, right, I would prefer to like know advance because yeah. if not, it's kind of like, right. But I mean, from your perspective, I think kind of going in being like, hey, what is the brand's budget is probably the best choice, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, I usually will ask if they have a budget or not. And I think that's a great starting point instead of just being like, these are my rates. Yeah. But, you know, asking, like, in the end, like, we want to get paid for this partnership. Yeah. But if I'm not going to put in a ton of effort into pitching a brand, if they don't have a budget and looking to be paid for a partnership. Yeah. So it's all about that intention. Like, what is your end goal? 
and you know how can you get get to that goal uh, with the least amount of friction <laughs> yeah do you feel like people kind of like don't under uh, like understand the value of this because right I know there goes so much into like content creation like having this idea having a vision getting a I don't know a stylist or for getting somebody to do your hair and your makeup like right all these like things set up so do you think brands understand that now or do you still feel like sometimes you have to like justify your price point um I personally so the way I approach it at this point in my in my career it's weird to say is why no it's but at this point in my career I am focused a lot on the content itself mm -hmm. you're not just Not, not just only paying me for my reach and my engagement or whatever, my audience and access to the people that you know I consider my community, but you're paying me for the work that I'm doing to create this content. And I think some brands, I think it's kind of, the more that we talk about it, the more brands will start to be like, okay. And especially if we start, you know, approaching these partnerships in this way, that is just, I think it's just going to create a more healthy environment for not only the brands but also the, the influencer and that's why I started my agency I was like you know I I think that there could be a more equitable relationship with a brand especially if you're like going to them being you know I myself going to them wanting to have like a more strategic approach to a partnership yeah. and having them understand that like just because you have like 50 influencers in a campaign doesn't mean like I think it should you should really be a little bit more strategic about you know the budgets and people's time like the less influencers that you have you can be a little bit more strategic of you know are these yeah. people the right people for us and then paying them like equitably for the work that they're doing to create it but I just think that I believe in a lot of energy so that's kind of how I approach it so I mean Grand, honestly, I've not had to. I've not had to justify my price, and it's, I think it's mostly because you know when when a brand's like, if if I pitch a brand and I'm like, hey, like, do you have budget? You know, I'll usually state like, you know, the reason why I'm asking for a budget. Yeah. Uh, that I'm only considering paid partnerships, or you know, I run an agency. Like, I'm an actual but but usually they're just like hey like it's outside of our budget or hey like would you settle for this or that or another if a brand wants to work with you they'll find themselves That's so, true. and if you i think if we you know really stand our ground and i know that but saying this comes from a place of privilege but you know being able to walk away from something even even if it's be like the most perfect thing but if you have it within yeah. yourself of like you know this is my rate This is the service that I'm providing to you. If you don't have the money to pay me for this service, then we can't do business. Very like, true. It's not like like we're not going to go into one of these stores and like grab a bag off the wall and be like, I don't have the budget for this. Can I just like, can I give you like $20 instead of $200? They're going to arrest you. <laughs> No, I love. This is so true, though. I feel like in everything in life, kind of, if you go into with an attitude of like, well, if you want to walk, you can walk away with it from it, like any time. It just gives you a total different perspective. Like it's it's really great, actually. So like, right. yeah. It's, and it, a brand will have a higher respect for you, at least a good one will have yeah. a higher respect for you 
And many times I've been in the situation where I've walked away and been like, hey, like this isn't working. You know, a couple months down the road when they get a budget or you know, their fiscal year turns over, they're like, hey, we yeah. want to reach out, we want to work with you, we can meet you at your budget or meet yeah. you at your rate. So, and I'm like, sure, how do yeah. I do it? Like, right. I always leave the door open, especially if I'm saying no. Like, no, but if you have a budget in the future or if you have some opportunities in the future, definitely keep me in mind and not, not just like taking the, mm-hmm. taking the emotion out of yeah, no. saying no, it's not like... What do I say? Always be nice. You always meet twice. And it's so true. You always meet twice in life. You never know yeah. what side you're going to be on. So. I'm like, there's no need to be like, yeah, it's true. angry. Like, it's just money. And I know that's but like go with me it's like it's it's just money yeah and if we take the emotion out of it yeah yeah i think we're we'll create a more healthy relationship to it and people who are afraid to ask for money will start to ask for it because it's just money <laughs> that's true what is like your dream brand where you're like oh i would love to. well right now i'm really into sandro so mm-hmm. i would love to work with sandro and like be in a campaign like they're just Oh, that would be so cool. I own several of their pieces, and I'm just like, please. Ah, (laughs) Fingers crossed. You'll do it one day. I want to get an update when that happens, okay? You're going to ping me and be like, I did it. (laughs) Yes, I absolutely will. I will scream. I'll I'll throw in All Saints as well. Oh, yeah. I saw you got a letter jacket from them. I have one, too. I love mine. It's amazing. It's, like, the best. Yeah. Nice, I love that. How do you, um, what do you do when you ever feel like uninspired to create content? I feel like that's something that I sometimes like struggle with from like my clients where I'm like, oh, we have all these assets, but I'm like, none of this is really like screaming, we're going to do this. Like, how do, how do I create new stuff? How do I get out of this like stage into like, oh yes, we're going to do this again. Like, what do you do? I mean, I, I assume traveling, like going to the Hamptons is one of the things where you're like, you get a lot of inspo from that. Yeah, like changing up the environment is a huge way to, you know, beat that whole like creative funk. I also just like to just step away. I mm. think, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to like, again, I believe a lot in energy. So if we're trying to force something, it's probably not going to be the best quality work that I do. So I know if I'm going to step back, you know, take care of myself, figure out like what I need. Like whether it's food, because I always forget to eat, water, like tea, coffee, walk around, clean stuff, like, you know, do something else to stimulate different parts of my brain. And sometimes I'll just do something that I know I'm not good at. So like watercolors. I can't draw, I cannot paint. I mean I can physically draw and paint, but I'm not good at it. Yeah. So I'm like, it's nice to just like sit down, like play some music, like, you know, just use watercolors and just because it's just like I have like a just a blank notebook that one Mm -hmm. of my dear friends gave me so and she was I remember when she gave it to me she was like here's some watercolors use a a, a notebook and I was like what am I supposed to do with this (laughs) she's like trust me like you'll use it and I have it and it's it's a nice it's a it's a creative way but it's yeah like outlet but it's it's not something that i would consider like it's just something cool to distract my brain and then i can usually come back and you know like try yeah try again try to work through a concept work through a brief yeah that's what works for me <laughs> i love that that's so cool 
I mean, I don't, I don't really think I have anything like that where I'm like, maybe I'll, I would probably take the dog on a walk and I don't know, maybe journal or so, but it's not really like a creative outlet. I feel like, you know, I feel like painting is probably more like stimulating than, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll try it. I should. Yeah, I mean, writing helps as well. Yeah, yeah. We can get, especially for just like journaling, you know, actually talking about, you know, how do I feel in this moment? Like, how am I, am I, you know, anxious? Yeah. What am I anxious about? Am I, like, afraid of something? Like, really, for me, I get very, like, cluttered in my brain with, like, my emotions. So, journaling just helps me just, and I do stream of consciousness. Mm. So, I don't edit anything. I yeah, just, no. I like, writing, writing until I stop having words in my brain. I can't even read mine most of the time because my handwriting is horrible and I'm just like scribbling it as it comes and I'm like, what is, no, I don't know anymore. So it's, which is fine, right? It's not supposed to be for anybody. It's just for me to like brain dump it out, so. Yeah, I've definitely done that. I'm like, where I'm like looking at my notebook. This actually happened a few weeks ago. I was going through some of my old journals and I was looking, what was I trying to Yeah, <laughs> what happened that day? I don't know. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, am I okay? <laughs> oh man. And for anybody that wants to start out pitching to brands and what's some advice you would give them? Like what are some things you learned along the way and you can share with them? I always say to know know what you want. Know what you want and know what you will uh, settle for hmm. before you go into okay. like a pitch or a negotiation, I think something that we really should continue to do when we're pitching brands is to be intentional and actually knowing what you want not just pitching a brand because you think it's cool but thinking like from this conversation how do i see this panning out like do i want to be paid for this partnership am i willing if usually so for example like i'll pitch a client being like i want to get paid for to create content for this brand but i will settle for being, you know, getting a gifting partnership to start off and, you know, cultivating that relationship and also telling the brand, like, hey, happy to, you know, use this as a stepping point to, for a longer term relationship. But I think that's honestly the biggest thing. Also, yes. know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's a lot of, like, just, like, like general email addresses that mm-hmm. you can send, which is fine. I think in those situations, or you don't really have a choice. Um, but if you know, like, go into LinkedIn, like, look and see and connect with people, and you'll be surprised what you can search for on the internet. <laughs> That's very um, true, though. If you look hard enough, like, look in those, like, you'll find contacts in, like, like press releases or, you know, and usually, it's usually, like, in the press section. But, like, know who you're talking to, use their first name, spell it correctly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, too. <laughs> <laughs> and like I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten where it's, my name is spelled wrong, or I'll get a contract. I'll get a contract with my name spelled wrong, and I will send it back. And like, yeah, no, that's I mean, document. yeah, we're not signing this. No, that's oh my god, no, that's. I feel like that's. I mean, like writing names wrong. It's just, but I see it all the time too. I had like a client and. She was on somebody else's podcast, and they wrote the name wrong on the podcast. And I was like, 
oh no no we're not doing that so i was like excuse me like we have to like this is not okay like uh, if i i mean right it makes i don't know it just makes me feel very uncomfortable it's just like it's this common courtesy like spell the name right so right that's honestly it like we i mean i get english is a lot when we're rushing around but this is someone's name like and i think it's general it's a sign of respect yeah to, you know spell someone's name correctly so for me that bothers me it bothers me a lot when yeah. friends don't brands don't do it or when people are asking questions like they don't spell the name right i can't do it but so yeah if you're pitching a brand name right <laughs> that's a good one how do you feel about the the news that like instagram wants to like shift more to video from pictures like how do you think that will impact your um your your like your brand and everything like how do you think you have to pitch more video content out of brands rather than photo content a uh, picture content or like what do you what was going on in your head when you heard that for the first time when i heard it for the first time i wasn't surprised yeah, um, same. yeah. because that's kind of where we've been leading that's where we're being led to anyway. Yeah. Especially with the prioritization of reels and, you know, the open competition between Instagram. And so we're all moving to video content. It's more engaging. You know, it's 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 the way that people are taking in the information. So I wasn't, I think, from a technical perspective, I, I've been working on, you know, creating, working on, like, my editing skills and really, like, getting my chops up. But... I, I was a little hesitant at first. I was just a little annoyed. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I have to, like, this is just so much more work. But, you know, when there's more work, like, I can, you know, justify a price if I'm really, really working at my craft and really working to learn how to edit, how to do, you know, how to have a concept. Like, I've been having to write, you know, I've been getting video partnerships and doing some UGC video. So, you know, having to assemble like, a treatment for the first time was really interesting to really have to plan things out. Oh, like, for sure. You know, this is what this shot will be to come with this and this and this and this. Maybe I'm just going overboard with it, but... No, <laughs> I think it's, like, good to, like... And then I think that would probably also help in you understanding how long it will take you to justify your price, you know? If you're just like, oh, I have this idea, but you've never done it, and then the video might end up taking five hours longer than you thought it would, you're like, no, like, right? You want to be paid for that. So I think it's exactly. always smart to, like, break things down into detail. Right, and, like, brands, I think people understand, like, brands will pay for good content, you know, if it's presented correctly, if it's presented right, so that it's going to be benefit them. And even if not, like, you know, I think the fact that we've been pushed into this video content especially like as we're doing it organically that like it's just going to make us better better people and it's going to it's going to create like a much more equitable environment with this whole content thing do you enjoy you know, tiktok like, oh sorry yeah i we still i still do get photo like requests for photos still though mm -hmm. like photo content is not going anywhere yeah I think it's it's just not going to be prioritized you know as we go into the next couple of years that's true. Do you enjoy TikTok? Are you active on there like a lot or? I am a consumer of TikTok. Same. <laughs> I don't really post very often. What's funny is like I never post. And then when we were taking a road trip, I had an idea, and he was like, "Oh, like you know, let's let's film it right now." I was like, "Okay," because I was just been complaining about how like, <laughs> I don't know how to create for TikTok. It's stressing me out. Like it's. I get it, like, people are just not putting so much time and effort into it, but, like, <laughs> I, and, and, like, and, and, like, this moment of, like, I'm an 
artist. <laughs> and let me guess, it like turned out really well, and it did really well, like on the platform. It went viral. Yeah, and see. <laughs> it was See, it's always the things where you least expect it. Same with reels. If I spend 12 seconds on a reels, like a 100% chance there's going to get more views than one I spend hours on. I don't know. It's just... So frustrating. I know. Sometimes just like, ah, God damn it. Like, I don't know what it was today. But yeah, but yeah. that's great. I spent four or five hours editing for like a reels or like some sort of project. And I'm just like, oh, this is beautiful. And then it doesn't perform well. Yeah. And I do this thing that took literally five minutes to do, and suddenly everyone's like, "I got it was, it was hilarious. It really was." You need I to send me the link. I want to watch it, or I need to follow you on TikTok. Hilarious, like how in the comments, like I was going through, and like I don't, I don't care. I was like, at, once it's out there, I was like, I was just joking around. So anyone takes it seriously, I'm like, you just it wasn't for you. I had so many started debates in the comments. You were angry. I got a few death threats. I was like. Wait, what? I got death threats. <laughs> oh my god. That's crazy. Well, the other day was the first so I I mean, I'm really at this point just a consumer of TikTok. I have no videos up even though I'm like really itching and getting on it because I'm really enjoying it lately. But I it was the first time that I left a comment under somebody's post the other day and me still trying to figure TikTok out, and then suddenly I was like, wait, your comment had like 600 likes. I was like, what happened? <laughs> I was like, this is great. <laughs> and it was just, I mean, I was, that video was just very resonating with me, and it was just this, like, really, like, yeah, but I was like, okay, wait, this is maybe a sign. I need to get on this, like, so. <laughs> you got the chops. You can do it. Sassy copy coming my way. No, it was just really good, so. I love that. What do you think? I always like to say everybody brings like their secret sauce into like growing an account, right? There's like strategies and like obviously reels and the more reels you do, the higher is the chance if you like growing your account. But like, what do you think is like your secret sauce that like people follow you and like you growing your account to how big it is now? I think I would say that I don't do it in the most traditional way. I think I truly believe that just posting the things that I enjoy, like, I'm, I'm so disconnected from the analytics at this point, because, you know, we're all hurting with, you know, this engagement and, like, yeah. downturn, and I, and I, sometimes it gets to me, but, like, I'm not going to let it, you know, keep me from creating, so, and not, it's not, I'm not going to let it keep me from, like, sharing the words that I have, and I believe that it'll reach the people that it needs to. So I, it's, I truly just believe that one should just focus on the content that you're putting out and the energy you're putting it out with. If you have something to say, say it with conviction. Um, like, don't be, you know, don't be wishy-washy. Like, if you, you know, even if it's just something really silly or something like, if you're, I literally posted a photo, I'm like, I'm only posting this because I thought I looked really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and then I use that as an opportunity to encourage my community. Yeah, to also look like, good. Yeah. Yeah, like I see my followers as my community. I don't yeah. see them as like followers. I'm just like, hey, we're all just like trying to encourage each other and keep, you know, keep going on and try and make social media a little bit more toler tolerable. So like, if I post something like, uh, like, hey, I just posted this because I looked good. 
like I'll take this opportunity, like, you know, post something that like makes you look good, makes you feel good, like do something today, like that'll make you feel good. And you know, that resonates. Like if you're using your platform to encourage people, I feel like it's just so much more worthwhile. And you know, I'm really fortunate, even though like my account has not grown quite a bit, but it's not it's not gotten smaller. So I think that that's we're going to something. <laughs> that's great. No, and I love what you said on stories. I think it was a few weeks ago where you said that you don't like coming on stories when you don't feel good because right your like negative mindset will like translate into like your audience and your content will probably be a little like Debbie Downer-ish. So I really love that you said that, that whenever you are on the platform, you want to just bring like the best version of like yourself and encourage everybody else. Like, oh, I love that you said that. That was so great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think, and I, I definitely believe that. I also believe in like being transparent. Like I will definitely go on and be like, hey, I'm not having the best day. Yeah. And I'll usually leave it at that and, you know, you know, try and share some encouraging things, both to encourage myself, but to encourage also like the people that are on my platform but yeah I think again like I believe in that energy and if we're just in our stories like being super negative and down like maybe some people like that but uh, you know that's I don't just know. not for yeah. me <laughs> see I feel like if I would see like negative I don't know like vibes or so in stories I don't know I feel like I'm gonna, I would have probably have a hard time just feeling like having my wall up and not having it affect me, you know? So I feel like if somebody's like very positive, I'll like catch that. Like, obviously, like I want to catch that, right? I want to be positive too. So that's why, yeah. People gravitate towards yeah. positivity. And like, people gravitate towards something that they can connect with. Like, I think a lot of times influencers forget to be human beings because we are just human beings <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing really you know there's we're not like god touched like <laughs> there's you know we're just sharing a platform and you know fortunately you know people are resonating with it so i see that as a great privilege and an honor and i don't take it like so i you know i try and make sure that the, i'm a good steward of the message that i put out there and the energy that i put out there because that always that'll come back to you in somewhere or another that's very true i'm a huge believer in karma and also energy and like manifesting things and like you all have a certain purpose and i mean right some people take longer to like develop what their purpose is or some people immediately know but i think just like starting my business has kind of helped me to be like oh like there's certain things in life i can ask for like there's these like working in corporate before i never like even knew about this you know i'm just like yeah. i feel like your attitude shifts so much with like what you daily do and like the people you interact with and i think that's the beauty of entrepreneurship so yeah yeah absolutely so yeah well Thank you so much for coming on here and really like thank you for reaching out after you read that article and it was just like that was such a nice DM and how you like started this like us like coming on here and doing all this I was like this was perfect this was so cool that you did that. That's so great yeah I remember reading it and I was just like oh I love like I just loved how like to the point it was and I was like because I complicate we complicate things so much yeah and I think that uh, you just being very honest and open about you know how you started your business, what this looked like for you, and, like, not really kind of, like, you didn't pretend like you had some secret sauce here, just like, no. hey, this is it. There you go. And I'm like, I love that. 
it was really like because like, I was like following along and I was like, oh, I've done something similar to this and or this uh, I can do this as well. Yeah, and I was like this feels super attainable. And I'm like, I'm gonna tell her that she impacted. Me. <laughs> and you doing that made my day. It was right, so cool. Something that I did or that I said or like like something that I that I put out into the world. I would want to know that it, it affected them. Because it's encouraging to be like, yeah. okay, but any of the moments that I'm just like, no one really cares or no one wants to listen to me speak, I'll remember that and be like, no, no, maybe I should say something and it will encourage someone to like, you know, get over some like mental block or mental health. So yeah, yeah. I'm really glad we connected. That DM so made good. my day. So that was really beautiful DMs to make. So that was like really, that really touched me. It was like, oh, this is so cool. So I'm happy I'm like so that happened. <laughs> Well, what fun things do you have planned this weekend? So I have a friend in town from nice. California. Oh, fun. Um, actually. <laughs> so we're going to celebrate her birthday tonight and then this weekend, you know, hopefully hang out and take some photos because we're going to the Hamptons next week, so mm -hmm. we won't be able to see her. So, yeah, that's kind of it. And then nice. I'll be shooting some content. I have some content that's due, so... <laughs> need to get on that. <laughs> Good luck with that. I can't wait to see it. So I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. Thank you. I hope it's great too. <laughs> nice. And definitely like the second you signed with Sandro, I want to know. Like, <laughs> I will absolutely, I will remember. <laughs> I'm manifesting this for you later. Okay. I really am. So. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, this really was amazing. And now I'm not that um, scared anymore of doing these. So thank you for pushing me into cold water, so that was really cool. <laughs> oh wait, were you able to hear me? I just got, were you still able to hear me? There we go. Oh, well I got, it was weird. I, I muted all phone calls, but it still came through, so that was weird. No, I was saying, thank you so much for doing these and like, yeah, pushing me into cold water. It's not that scary anymore now. I'm so glad, yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Awesome. Well, then we chat soon, and I hope you have the best weekend. You too. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. As a freelancer, if you find it hard to separate business and personal finances and knowing what you can and can't write off, or you need help with estimating how much to save for taxes, Lunafy can help you to get rid of your freelance finance headaches. Um, Lunafy makes finances simplified for freelancers, and the great thing is you get real-time estimation of your tax savings and taxes owed far before the tax season arrives, which is really great. And you can manage your business and personal finances in one place and then cover your hidden expenses with possible potential write-offs and personalized to your profession. And the best part is it's completely free. You can download it from the Apple App Store or you can get started by visiting lunafy.co today to learn more.